Welcome to Noisy Narratives, where we cut through the noise of our daily lives and have conversations about the things that really matter. My name is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here with Christy Williams, Amy Woodell. And we are excited for us to get here in here and just have a fun little table talk, right? A nice mm-hmm. little conversation. Um, today, we're going to talk about friendship because it's February. Exactly. It's February. So Valentine's Day is here, and we're, not, and we're talking about friendship, the love of friends. <laughs> Or the not love of friends, right? Or the the obstacles and chaos of friendship. And yes. Hard All decisions you've had to make. Why are you giggling? Clay, it's funny because some people adore friendships, uh, and yes. some people are like, uh, "Stay away, danger zone. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get entangled in that web anymore." So they just stick with their four, or five, or one friend that they have. Yeah, and they're true. perfectly happy with that friend. And that's true. And even when I was telling Christy, Amy, I was getting a giggle when we were all kind of brainstorming mm-hmm. titles for this podcast on our text via text message. And I was going, oh, how about the blessing of friendship? How about the sweetness of friendship? Mm-hmm. And you're like, how about the crazy of friendship? The turmoil of friendship? The toxic <laughs> The hardship of friendship? The yeah. toxic of friendship? We're going to cover like, it all. <laughs> we are going to cover it all. Because <laughs> we have all been through all of the above. So I do think that's, it's fun. All right, so friendship, should we label it? What are we calling friendship? What is it? Well, I mean, do we like a like a uh, tagline for it, or what are we doing? Define it. What's friendship? Friendship. So I had to Google this. Yeah. Okay. A, a friend is someone who knows all about you and still loves you. That's by Albert Hubbard. True and real friends are hard to come by, so you need to treat them well. You are born into a family that you didn't have any say in. And sometimes we are close, and sometimes we aren't, but our friendships are the family we choose. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Our friendships are the family we choose. So that's assuming that's nice. that those are friendships that you're going to have in-depth conversation with. Those aren't acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Right. So, But you can still have a friendship with an acquaintance. You can still have those friends that you have for certain reasons. Like, this is the friend that I shop with. Yes. This is the friend that likes to go eat Chipotle with me. Or the one I sit next to in the bleachers for this kid's game. Exactly. But I don't ever do anything else with her except sit there and talk for an hour during this game. Or this is the friend that I've had since junior high, and we meet every so often, and we have Mexican food, and, you know... All of yours have to deal with food. Have you noticed that, (laughs) Amy? Have you seen me? <laughs> We're looking at you. What is that supposed to mean? I'm working out. Anyway, We're getting out. No, it's, food is a social thing. It is. You should be bread. It's biblical. We should break bread with our friends. Yeah, Christy. So I break bread with my that's friends. That's right. I'm going to start Anyway, so you, that's, that, yeah. You have, you have friends that you, that are you your friends for certain, for certain things. Yes. Yeah. So you can say we have different types of friends. They fill that void. Like I need a friend to sit at a game with where yep. my kids are playing. I need a friend to go get my nails done with. I need a friend that's good at, um, clothing and outfits and we go do that together. So those are kind of not serious friendships, but just acquaintances, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And then the friends that know all those layers of us. Yes. They know where we go get our nails done, even if they're not always with us. They're like they your inner circle of friends. Yes. You call those like your inner circle. Okay. So, so our inner circle. Of or friends. your framly. Their friends. Your framly. Like, like your family. quote. Yeah. Yeah. Your framly. Mm-hmm. So I've had the same best friend. Still call her my BFF. Aww. We've been best friends since we were babies. Our moms were pregnant together. She's 25 days older than me. Just had to say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Depending on if it's leap year or not. Um, but yeah, our moms were pregnant at the same time. We grew up in church together. I talked to her or 
text her every single day of my life. And we're polar opposites. Like, you really talk every single day? Every single day. Wow. Talk or text? Are they the same to you? Same. Okay. Talking and texting are the same. Or we'll send a Marco Polo to each other. So I can divulge things, and she's like, I'll look at it later. Mm -hmm. And, like, her husband understands, okay, this is Amy. This Mm -hmm. is... I, I realize at some points I come after Amy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know. But I think that's a great conversation point, too, is that yeah. when you're married, mm-hmm. you need a friend. You need a friend, period, when you're married. Yeah. Because you need to vent about things. Yeah. And you need a trusted friend. Yes. And then... That's the real, the trusted friend part. Yeah. The tr- yeah absolutely. Sure. Like, I can vent to you about things going on in my marriage, but I know you're not going to be like... Well, just divorce him. Or I know you're not going right. to go tell this person and mm-hmm. tell this person. Or or you're not going to say it like you're not going to add on. Like yes. you're just going to listen. You're not going to go, oh, well, do you remember when we did this? Yes, and, exactly. No. Well, I have forgiven him for that. I have moved yes. on. I just need you to listen to me vent. That's a good and then friend. Move, and then move on. So have y'all ever had a conversation with a close friend like this and have listened to them and said to them, okay, do you want to know my point of view or do you just need to vent to me? Absolutely. Because not everybody needs your feedback. Right. They just want to get it out. Yes. And do you understand where I'm coming from? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, would you feel the same way? Mm, I don't know that I would feel the same way, but I can see where you're coming from in it. Yeah. So I've asked that question before, and they tell me one thing, and then afterwards I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you really meant the other. <laughs> <laughs> but at least now you know. So moving forward. You said you wanted my opinion, but now I'm realizing no. Yeah. They want your opinion as long as it matches theirs. Right. Yes. But that's a, that's a I just need to vent one, though. Mm-hmm. And then you just need me to encourage you right now and just right. say you don't need my thoughts on the situation. Mm-hmm. And I remember with this person I even asked like four times. Okay, so you really kind of want my thoughts. Are you sure? Because I'm okay with this thing. I know. (laughs) So I said, well, it should have been the warning, like, my thoughts are maybe a little different than yours. Are you sure? Anyway, yeah, so found out later. Not so much. But it's these friendships. But we're fine. We're totally fine. It's these close friendships that you can have a disagreement and be like, she's wrong whatever but yeah you know and love each other anyway and love each other anyway anyway part that you read earlier and you're able to like i'm really close with my sister too but if my my sister comes to me and says x then i don't agree with it i get angry for some reason i can believe my best friend's coming to me from a place of love but for my sister i feel like she's just trying to tell me what to do okay but yes because my little sister does the same thing yeah so I would say I would agree with you on that on the sibling and birth order because it yes. is like the big sister, little sister, and the little sister is like I'm trying to get out. And I got the, big the sister. same thing going on with mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, so it's, a, it's a thing. It's yes. a little it's sister, a big sister thing. thing. So if it comes from my sister, you're trying to meddle and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister's like, why can't you just see it's coming from a place of love? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because it's not. <laughs> A place of love. I get the place we all love your sister. You want to be right, and I know you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if my best friend says it, I'm like, oh, she loves me. (laughs) Give me constructive criticism. (laughs) So true. That's hard. Oh my gosh. And we love it all. We love it all. Well, and there's so many different how we're all wired, right? So Mm -hmm. are you attracted to other friends, or do you really not attract? I mean, attracted, or do you stay in friendships when they're the same type of personality, or is it? like, do you balance each other? Do you find that there's been times that you've, you know, butted heads with a friend and you're like, oh, yeah, we're too much alike. I probably shouldn't invest too much time here. Yeah. Because it's not going to be healthy. Um, this sounds weird, but anybody, if, if I meet somebody that's a lot like me, mm-hmm. it's a surface friendship. 
Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. It's a surface friendship, and maybe it's because I already kind of know how they think and feel, and but I'm attracted to somebody that's complete opposite of me. Yeah. Like, the, this, the same things that I completely love about my best friend are the things that drive me crazy about her at mm-hmm. other times. Mm-hmm. So... That's funny. So, you, so are you attracted to somebody that's like you in a friendship or somebody that's opposite? As I've gotten older, probably opposite. Yeah. Still somewhat of the same, but a little bit more opposite. Like, two of us type A's can't get along well. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to be in charge. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so that's hard in those situations. But the other day, I was telling a friend, like, oh, she's a friend. I really like her. You know, we've done life together. And my kids were like, she cusses all the time. And you like her. And I was like, yeah, because I appreciate that. Like, she's just, she's not going to put up a guard because she knows I'm a Christian and that I don't cuss. She's just like kind of whatever. So I feel totally safe Mm -hmm. listening to her getting not, I mean, we do get insight because kids are kind of the same age. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. I feel totally comfortable hanging out with her. You know where she's coming from. All the time. Yeah. And she will tell you, you know, curse word here and curse word there. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Because I know that she has, I mean, she does have a great heart. She's kind. She's sweet. She goes out of the way for these boys. Mm -hmm. She just likes to cuss. (laughs) That's her, that's her thing. That's her thing. Yes. But I think it was shocking to like my kids to be like, I can't believe like your friends. Well, yeah, we can be friends with people that don't. Sound yeah. like and us, if they think look really like hard, us. I'm pretty sure your kids have friends that cuss too. Yes, but do they have good friends at this age? They I don't. don't but at school, they would be like, oh, yeah, we hear that at school. You know how you, you hear a show or a movie and you're like, oh, bad words. And they're like, mm. mom, someone says that word all the time at school. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, good. Yeah. I want to continue watching this movie anyway. So let's yeah. keep right. going. <laughs> I don't let's pretend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what about toxic friendships? Toxic friendships. Well, they don't. I don't believe they start out toxic. No, do they? they never do. They creep in. I think they creep in. Yep. And you're you're attracted to this person. It could even be a family member you become friends with, and then you realize things never are good with this person. They're always in turmoil. So, what are we labeling as a toxic friendship? Can we define that? I did a look user, it up. somebody that's a user. Okay, define that too. Somebody that is good to be around when it benefits them in some way. So that's they not like necessarily to, toxic. So though. I'm going to read this definition because okay. I looked it up earlier because I was okay. intrigued. It says, you never feel that support or compassion. You feel minimized when they brush off your problems or ignored outright if they never respond to your messages or request for help. In short, they aren't there for you when you need a friend most. Yeah. They're pretty much out for themselves. Well, so like five year, five years ago... I had a friend, loved her, adored her, still like her, but was like, she has no idea what goes on in my life, probably for the last two weeks. It was shocking to me. And I didn't notice it at first, but I would, we would hang out and I'd be like, gosh, she talks the entire conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, this is shocking. And then stuff came up where I was like, well, I want to tell her, but there's no time. Like, there was no place to insert (laughs) anything. Yeah, there was no, yeah, just nothing. Because she always had things going on. And it was never about her. It was always about her kids. So mm-hmm. I always find that exhausting, too, in friendships. Like, we talk about well, our let's kids. Let's talk about adult things. Yes. Let's yeah. not talk about our kids all the time. Maybe she didn't have a world outside her kids. She didn't. Okay. And that wore me out, I think. Yeah. So listening to that and then just kind of going, oh, and then when she needed things, yes, of course, I'll be there. Yes, I'll help. And then realizing over time, this is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of slowly backing out. And guess what? Backed out. Never emailed. Never called. Never, like, never even noticed that we're not friends anymore. Was that hurtful, or were you just kind of At like, first, absolutely. Yeah. At first, it was hurtful, but it wasn't. I knew it was coming because of how, like, what I realized our friendship was like. 
Yeah. So I saw it coming. And so, so you really were kind of shocked. the one initiating getting together oh, yeah. before that mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And then you And it was always realized. on her terms. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come to our house or let's go here. And I'd be like, fine, I, you know, I've got all these little kids. Let's go here. We'll go there. No big deal. But then over time, I was like, this is interesting. And so backing away and then being like, oh, she has no idea. It's kind of exhausting, right? There's an element of exhaustion there. Mm-hmm. I think a toxic friendship is tiring. You don't always realize it, like you were saying, until all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, this relationship is wearing me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the relationship's fun until it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And, and there's the other side, too, I think, of toxic relationships is you have the friends that are telling you what to do all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a real strong person, you'll find friends that will be like, well, you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? You should raise your kids this way. Why is your husband treating you this way? What? You know, all these little things that you're like, I was fine before you came in my life. Like, I never yeah. questioned things. I never, we've been married for X amount of years, and we were doing fine. And now I'm like, wait, what? So her lens to see things was way different than mine, mm-hmm. or your, however you want to view it. But they come in and they kind of mess things up. So I had a friend that I, she might have seen me as that person that would ask questions, but she would come to me with, with issues in her life, and this is what's going on with her husband, and she's making some, some bad decisions as far as their relationship and what she's doing with her life. And um, I didn't support these bad decisions, and I let her know up front. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that, or, you know, you know. And so I was constantly trying to help her. And so she would call. She would call me and unload her basket on me, mm-hmm. and I would say, "Why don't we do this? Or why don't we do that? Yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that." And then I kind of realized she doesn't want to be different. Yeah, she wants to be in this hole. Mm-hmm. And it took a while, and I was like, "I can't do it anymore. I just let go." Good for you. And I got labeled a horrible person. Okay. Yeah. I got labeled a self-centered. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was told you you've never been married and you don't have a cho- you don't have children. Mm-hmm. Let's state the obvious there. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you Captain, Captain Obvious. Obvious. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, okay, but maybe I wouldn't want that marriage. And maybe mm-hmm. that's not the mom I would want to be. My turn yeah. for the phone ring. <laughs> hey, Debbie, we should all turn our phone off. Right? Phones off. <laughs> I totally thought I did. This is going to be like in every podcast now. So Goodness great. gracious. So great. So what about you, Debbie? What about you in that aspect? You know, I think um, I have some deep, deep friendships from college mm-hmm. that I, um, we have been through, I mean, just been through the, a beating together. Um, my college roommates, there were four of us, there were roommates for a year, for a couple of years, and one of them passed away from brain cancer a few years ago, and around that same time, the other two lost their spouses to very random, one was a plane crash, small plane crash, and the other one was a sinus infection that traveled to the brain, like oh within gosh. six weeks of each other. I was on staff here, and it was just, oh, it was brutal. I remember having a meeting with, we had a staff meeting, and I'm listening to all these decisions being made about paint samples mm. and all this stuff, and I just could care less about any mm-hmm. of it. You're just like, I have friends that are just <laughs> having some deep, hard things, you know? Right. So, and then there's that, and then I have another friend, another dear, dear friend, um, we were very close, and just that relationship has been amazing. Like, we're still super tight, um, but she, I just walked through some really hard stuff with her, too. Yeah. And then, um, then I, Amory, who here's on staff, is one of my best friends. So we knew each other. We, our funny story is that um, she and her husband, Michael, knew my husband at A&M because they oh, wow. went to school together. 
I can, I'm five years younger than all of them, so I came later. Jamie was on staff there, mm-hmm. and we met through church, Grace Bible Church there, for any ags, you know, who were listening. Um, anyway, so then we moved to Frisco a few years later, and Jamie is in line at the Jason Stelling Plano. I mean, we're moving to Frisco when it's just all fields, right? There's mm-hmm. like three, um, you know, schools here, mm-hmm. like one restaurant, two restaurants, you know, right. whatever. So he's in Jason's Deli in Plano in line because we're painting our new house we just bought here in Frisco. And he hears this, Vallejo! <laughs> and it's Michael Lindig from the back mm-hmm. of the line. <laughs> and, um, you know, Jamie turns around and like, Michael, oh my gosh. And Michael's like, what are you doing here? Jamie's like, we just moved to Frisco. Michael's like, we live in Frisco. Jamie's like, oh, well, where do you live? He's like, well, we live over kind of on the east side of Preston. And mm-hmm. Jamie's like, we live on the east side of Preston. And, and Jamie's like, we live, you know, off of Rawlater. And Michael's like, wait a minute, we live off of Rawlater. Oh, gosh, y'all and then person. five houses down from each other. Well, awesome. it down. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> and I had not met them yet. And so that night um, we're painting. Like our and we have the windows open, you know, because mm-hmm. of the fumes. And all of a sudden, we hear this, "My ass!" And we're down, like, and there's um, Amory and Michael holding little Nathan, who Aww. was just a couple years old. Um, and that's when I met met Amory, and um, this was twenty odd years ago now. Um, and then we finally, Alyssa and Joel are like a few months apart in age, our youngest, and she stayed home with that one, and I did, and we'd have coffee together like two or three times a week in our That's pajamas. Awesome. And That's <laughs> awesome. Y'all still live there? Um, no, we both had moved, and okay. even when we were moving neighborhoods, this is what was funny too, it didn't work out, God had other plans, but we were looking in the same neighborhood when we were both, yeah. uh, families were looking to move, we mm-hmm. were going to live close to each other. Well, they found a deal through some friends that they had in another part of town that we could not get. Yeah. So we found a deal. So right. we ended up east and west, but still, I mean, she's on. We're good friends. But like I said, um, I think you're, that's that depth of friendship that there's an element of time there, right? Mm-hmm. That friendships become such a part of family. Yep. Yeah. They know so much about you because they've walked through so much. Especially with you. if your family doesn't live close by, then they oh, can, yes. they become. And there's that, and there and my family was here too. But there's also the element like you touched on earlier, where family and friendships are just so different. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't know how to explain it. There's just different layers that are necessary, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, and there's no baggage. There's Sometimes with family, there true. comes baggage, like just inherent just baggage. Just growing up together, yeah, so with dealing it. with things and. Yeah. You don't have that with friends. That's true. In that way. I think Because they don't really see, I mean, you close the door, you close your house at night, whatever. They don't actually see and feel what goes on where your family's there and living it. And y'all are all processing the same situation differently mm-hmm. or that's a whole different can of worms. And you know, and I do know, and like, I think you guys both said this about your best friend. Like, I can call them mm-hmm. and kind of unveil, bury, unload mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And they, at this point, don't even need to ask, do you need my opinion, or do you just need me to encourage you? Yes. you, know, do you they don't need to ask that question. Right. They know. Mm-hmm. And so... We need to we unload done baskets. Absolutely. We have to. And, you know, they're handled well. They're handled with care and concern. And I think... So what do y'all think about this? I think what is hard is if you're a woman at our age now looking for that depth of friendship and you're struggling because you feel like you don't have it, mm-hmm. how do you find it if all these other women have already developed their close relationships and aren't looking for that friendship anymore? That can be so hard, like, to yeah. inroads with. I don't know. I don't know. 
I've stumped you both. Y'all are welcome. Oh we don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I don't because maybe maybe in like a Bible study class because you're already so in depth to your feelings and everything else. Because that's what's that's what's hard for churches. You don't right? want to meet them at the bar. Like right? you don't want to be at the no. bar and be like, "Hey, Friday afternoon." I didn't see know that was an option, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> there's Andy's so like, many options Andy's out there. Like, what is a bar? So many what's options. Bar? I don't even know what a bar is. <laughs> your nose is growing. It's in your microphone, girl. <laughs> Come on. But I think that is a safe place right. to meet people. Or if you're going through something together, like a mm-hmm. like a lot of people make friendships at Al-Anon or like a divorce care. So something that's traumatic that's happened in their life, and then they make friendships and they bond because they're both going through that situation together yeah. parenting classes yeah uh, the hospital when you have a baby I was just informed of friends that have maintained their friendships mm-hmm. right from that I think that's great anything in life that's big that you have to have help at yeah parenting right I mean raising children yeah you meet I'm sure that you've met plenty of friends through your kids at school you know. Yeah, and I even say, like, for us, like, uh, the, all the kids are very active in different things mm-hmm. that you can tell that some of the ladies connect because their boys are the same age and playing the same sport. Mm-hmm. But at and some point, huge. you have to cross from, I'm friends with you sitting here watching my kid yeah. play soccer, yep. to, hey, come to my house, yes. hang out. Yes. At some point, you have to that's an easy conversation jump. when you're sitting in the stands if you're looking for it and you've had a conversation multiple times mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, like, I like you. Like, you're cool. Like, you want to go... You know, grab a bite to eat, bite to eat, or coffee. Do you or think something. that is so easy for everybody? Anymore? No, not at all. No. I don't think it is either. I think no. it's harder, it's harder now. As exactly, it's harder with age. Well, so that, many women like. struggle with social anxiety too. Mm-hmm. So they'd rather pay for a local mom's group to sit and have yes. built-in friends. Yes, and that's what's so great about like a mom's next or a mops, and that's where you're going to meet your friends, and that is great. But then, how do you ever have those? You got to stretch yourself and get out you of the box. Do. You somebody, have to build the endurance. Somebody of, of the two, one of the two, has to be vulnerable to some degree to yep. make that happen. Right, but you um, have to be so fed up with, or someone has to speak in your life. Probably like your husband, right, or somebody mm-hmm. that's going to say, "You complain about not having friends, but yet you do nothing. Mm-hmm. You've been sitting in the house too long, or you do the same thing, but you're do you're not you're expanding expanding a different like result. you do need to yeah. put in insanity. Some work. Isn't that the definition of yes. insanity? Yes. yes, you do. There is some work involved. Yeah, yes. building these friendships and create and. You do have to dig in if one of you needs each other at some point. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that put in the work when there's a need that come out of that with the depth to the friendship afterwards, right? Absolutely. Like, it's like a bank see, account. It's exactly. making deposits yes. and withdrawals. Yeah, totally. Um, but you will incur, uh, incur those women that um, are standoffish. They have a wall up. The only relationship that they care to nurture is the one with their spouse. They feel like that's the only one that they need. But are those women going to be looking for a friend or asking for a friend? No, you're right. It's so just you may not, make overtures to them, and yeah. then it's just not returned. Hey, let's get together, and they'll be like, oh, as long as... And they want their husband there the whole time. Yes. Like, I have had a friendship. I dated a guy and um, met his best friend's wife, and I was like, let's get together. Let's go have a drink sometime. And every single time, she brought her husband. Oh. And I'm like, well, this is odd. <laughs> I didn't know it was couples night. Yeah. I'd have brought real. so-and-so, yeah. you know. Yeah, but some people don't feel comfortable unless they have their spouse or boyfriend with them. Is it an insecurity thing or is it a competition thing? It's a whole nother podcast, Amy. (laughs) Insecurity, insecurity, and anxiety. It's all of it. Yes. But 
quick overview. That's why women have a hard time, I think, in friendships is because there's competition, there's jealousy, there's envy. Yes. And those are things that you have to consciously keep out of your mind. Conscious all okay, so the I'm time. Okay, in, so I'm wanna, interested in we, that, Let's too. talk about that. So, yes. Yeah, so, tell me, how do you do that? Oh, how my do gosh. You, you it, it has taken mm. years for me to do this. Oh, my gosh. I struggle with it weekly. Yeah. Well, really? I'm not, I haven't perfected have not perfected it, but... Have you ever had a girl crush on somebody? Like, she'd be your friend, and her hair's always perfect, and her makeup's always perfect. In other words, it's not perfect. just that you want to be friends with her. You want to be her. Not necessarily no, just, be be friends. Friends. just be like, friends. I've met this person. So what do you mean by girl crush? I a guess girl crush, I like, she's just so pretty. Okay. And she's, she is so put together. Mm-hmm. And she's she's so kind. And I think it's seeing traits in another person that you wish you possessed yourself. Okay. Absolutely. And that's where the girl crush comes in. Yes. You're like, man, she's just... The cutest thing ever, yeah. and here I am, Shrek. Like that's how you feel next to the person. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Shrek is so cute. Debbie, I respect you enough so to disagree. So <laughs> Debbie's being so kind right now, and I trying will to be respect you enough to disagree. <laughs> Leave it there. This it's, podcast is going off the rails. So that's a, that's kind of a girl crush, yes, you okay. know. And but you can also build this person up so much, and then they fail, and you're like. Why did I ever see in you as a friend? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But when you see somebody like that, you have to decide, do I want to be friends with this person or do I want to innerly hate them and hate them on the inside mm-hmm. because everything's so perfect for them? Can I just appreciate that she's that pretty? Mm-hmm. Okay. And can I just and not compete with her? Right. You know? Yeah. Like so so Christy and I started working out in the mornings together. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be really competitive with Christy, the second she put her weights down, I'd do like another rep or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got it. So you do 12 together, she puts her weights down, you go, oh, 13. Right. If I wanted to be... And then I pick my mouth and be like, 14. <laughs> right. 13 too. But I, also, but I also know Christy, and if I start this, this will never end. <laughs> You're right. Because you do no, know Christy. But that's You're what right. I'm saying. Like, there, 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 are one, there are women that are one-uppers. Like, oh my whatever gosh, she does, yeah. I have to do... More or the just stories, even with so the now, stories though. Like, oh, yeah. tell a story. I'm gonna one up you with the story. Right. Oh, kill me now. Those people <laughs> wear me out. Those are so hard, and they don't even—they're oblivious to it though. And yeah. they're like, oh, let's just do it for fun. Okay, so now I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna say she's gonna do it. Okay, then I'm gonna say again, and she's gonna tell me another story. And you can go on for five or six stories till you're right. like, I'm exhausted, and she's still going because they're oblivious to. But I think that those people are doing it not out of a place of um, negativity mm-hmm. or. Um, yuck! They're just, that's just how they engage with people in conversation. So then you yeah. can realize, like, okay, well, that's that's how we're connecting. We're connecting by you're sharing and you're sharing. And then I'm going to share, and then oh, where I view it is like, okay, can we be done? Like we both shared, we can know where we, we're at. Can we limit it to two shares? Two shares, please. <laughs> two shares. No likes in two shares, please. Thank you very much. But but then also, if you're if you're jealous of somebody and it starts affecting your friendship, you have to decide what's more important to me to be yeah. jealous and. Because it's hurting the friendship, and mm-hmm. if you can't, if you can't get past it, then you probably don't. So need you to know, be and you know what's person. interesting yeah. is that first, when you said competition or jealousy, like you're taking a different direction. Okay. In my head, I had competition, jealousy, because you're jealous of another friendship, or you're competing um, for the same friend, like. To, like, I feel like that still mm-hmm. happens oh, yeah, sure, in yeah. women world, even though we're not teenagers anymore. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think there's still an element of mm-hmm. wanting to monopolize a certain friend and you get upset when another, when somebody else, another mm-hmm. woman comes and takes their and that time. happens all the time. It does. Mom's groups. I hear friends are like, well, she, yeah. she has so-and-so to go out, but she didn't ask me. Exactly. Like, Maybe she didn't want Well, and <laughs> Facebook and social media has, like, 
magnified Mm -hmm. because and especially when it comes to our kids because then you see well I thought we were friends with this family but they I saw they had pictures where they went out with Mm -hmm. these families and we weren't invited to go out and then it becomes a thing with the moms especially I think a lot of times the guys are like whatever so we didn't get invited who cares you know they don't care but we are we we do we care about all the interactions I think that's what's toxic about um social media oh yeah Uh It's horrible. And how it impacts that part of friendship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Friendship and relationships and unity in those friendships because now you're counting yourself out because, well, she didn't ask me to do this or she went with two other friends and why didn't she invite me? And that's so So how do you stop yourself from from being jealous because someone looks or has their life together in a way you wish you did or Mm -hmm. because they have a friend that you wish you had? Like, what do you do then? You said you recovered from that. You're recovering. Well, it's, um, I kind of go back to, um, Two things. It's I think it's when we're jealous of somebody or we think we're not as good as them, we don't think we're measuring up to them. And it's then that's an insecurity thing, mm-hmm. right? It reminds me Eleanor Eleanor Roosevelt had a quote that nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. That's right. I love that quote. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I feeling inferior? This person didn't make me feel inferior. They didn't go out of their way to try to do that. I'm interpreting I'm, something a I'm certain way. I'm interpreting and it's mm-hmm. completely on me. Mm-hmm. Your lens yeah. is skewed. And and if you aren't able to get past feeling inferior around this person, then that then that friendship is probably not making you happy in some way. Yep. And maybe you just need you to take a break. Away. And yeah. it's okay to take a break from a friendship. Yeah. I remember telling my daughter that. It's okay if you're not friends with her for right now. And if they don't <gasps> understand it, yeah. that's not on you. That's not on you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But and usually you when you do take that a break, without being mean. You oh, can do yes. that without being You cruel. can be silent, too. Yeah. Like, you don't need to tell people you're taking a break from it. reminds me of the Friends episode. We were on a break! <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need it, I think, so much, too, that we want to talk about it. We want to tell them, you hurt my feelings. We, no, just step back and be quiet. Well, so when is it time to tell a friend, you hurt my feelings? Oh, that's a good... I don't tell friends that. Really? Not no. ever? No. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'll, no. I don't. No. I just really don't. But the the friendships I have, like we talked about, that have been 20-plus years old now, mm-hmm. I really kind of don't have to. Like, we don't hurt each other's feelings really anymore. We just know each other so well. It yeah. just doesn't. But I, in the beginning, when we were in college, mm-hmm. we did. When we mm-hmm. were younger, as we were getting to know each other, we're roommates or we're just super close friends. There were feelings hurt at different times, and we were honest with each other saying, hey, this just. But so y'all didn't even then. It's just something you don't do. Um I, I'm not really good at expressing my feelings, like getting like in depth uh-huh. in my feelings. My best friend before has said to me, can I just tell you when we had this conversation and I was telling you about something and you were kind of flipping about it because it really kind of hurt my feelings. And I'm so glad that she can Absolutely. say that to me. That's what I'm saying. But I, I don't you have the ability to do that to her. I don't have the ability to tell her that. I, there's like a disconnect in my mind. I can't mm-hmm. form the words. And I don't know if it's because I feel vulnerable if I let somebody know they hurt my feelings. That's probably a little bit of it. I would for say sure. Because I don't do vulnerable very well at all. Mm-hmm. Do so. you cry easy when you talk about that kind of stuff? No. You don't you cry need Kleenex right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't. In Christy fact, said she's not a crier either. You're not oh, a crier I am. Either. Oh, no, she no, is. I am. Oh, I, oh, yes, I am. I thought you were the oh. one that said the other day you weren't. You don't like to cry, maybe. Is that what you I said? I never said I was not uh, a crier. I am. Um, I'm not a crier. I'm the, I'm the stuffer. I stuff things. You stuff, yeah. Until it just comes out at the, the best moments. Explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pressure cooker, yeah. I think it's interesting with friendships and telling them how you feel. Because I have, I would say I have... 
I have friends that I've known since junior high, and they don't really hurt my feelings. We've right. been through hard times. Yes. Mm-hmm. But And there's three of us. I don't feel like any of us are fighting for anything. Yeah. We're all three different personalities. Uh, they, Those two might be a little bit more similar than me. I mean, more similar together, and then I might be a little bit more different than, than them. I can't talk. But I would never tell them if they hurt my feelings. And I don't know if it's the vulnerability part or also the part of, like, they probably didn't know they were doing it, and I'm being too soft. Yeah. So yeah. I have to be like, Christy, you're being ridiculous. Because yeah. they, they're your friends. They would yeah. not do that. But I do have some other friends that there's, there was a season that I would go and get my feelings hurt weekly. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like, and I do think it was me. I don't think they intentionally even knew what they were doing or they were saying. And some of them got caught up in some other stuff, and they would share, and then they would, and I, and I was like, that's kind of hurtful what you're saying to other people, and even me, like implying that we didn't do something, or we were not as good as a mom as they were, because, and I was like, that could hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to let that, because I know where they're coming from, right? Mm-hmm. and I know what's going on, and what's happening in their life, Yeah. so I was able, and I have to pray about it a lot, especially the times when I've had the jealousy mm-hmm. of the seeing things on Facebook, mm-hmm. and being like, Lord, what does this say about me? Like, I am pathetic. I am ridiculous that I am a grown woman. I am jealous. <laughs> it strip me. It affects everybody. It's, yes. the, it's the missing out, the FOMO, the yes. fear of missing yes. out. They're, they're doing this. But it's yes. all highlight reel. Absolutely. But you have to ask the Lord, why do I feel this way? Because they're there for a reason. The feelings are there. Yes. They do tell us something about ourselves. Absolutely. And I do think there's something very real and raw yep. about them. And I think it is the vulnerability when it comes down to it. Because it means that someone does have, in some ways, the power to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And that that can be hard. But it, And again, part of it is, I think, for me, it was learn, choosing not to be offended. Yes. Just choosing I'm not going to be offended over something. that, Like That's you said, powerful. taking it the way it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You're take, you take the power back when exactly. you do that. Yes. yes. You're going to choose not. And so then that takes a layer off of the pressure of having to read into everything somebody is saying. Yes. It's just every conversation I'm choosing... But you have weak moments. You have weak seasons when you're like, why am I acting like a sixth grade girl right now? When you're hormonal, especially. Yes. Yes. It is ridiculous. But we have to be honest with ourselves, too, that in those friendships that have strength and depth and longevity, there is a significant amount of authority those people have in our lives. Oh, yeah. And so those And you want them there, which is why you continue to engage with them. trust them. Yes. And all that kind of stuff. And I think then when you know that part of your inner circle, right, it makes the periphery feel a little different. And it then makes the overtures you're making for friendship um, more of, hey, I can put, I can drop anchor here a little bit and Mm -hmm. see, Mm -hmm. you know, who wants to be friends who doesn't and it's okay if I offer and say hey let's come here and they say no and I see him with somebody else it means they have a friendship construct they already like mm-hmm. they don't well, did you say a friendship a contract construct construct, construct. <laughs> like, even better that, that. I like the contract too that well, was funny Simon Blood they but there are some people that friend. like one friend though that's mm-hmm. true I remember that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. having a friend and being like I mean, she really only wants one yeah. friend, where I've never been a one friend yeah, person. But you, that means that you're, you're supposed to be everything for that person. Right. And you cannot do that. But no. that's that other and friend's I, problem. That is yes. not our problem. And I just remember thinking, God, when she gets married, bless her husband's heart. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to fail daily for her or to yeah. her because he can't live up to what she wants. Mm-hmm. And, if, and then, so if you're expecting that from your husband. Well, that's when you have a relationship with Christ. Right. Because you realize Thank nothing you. in this world. Right. No other relationship is going to fulfill you like right. that one. Because then that's what it comes down to, too, is the expectations we have for people. 
Yes. In general. Which are human, and, and I'm going to mess Which up. I have As none. I have no expectations, so everybody surprises me. <laughs> which, great Christy's very sweet to say that, but <laughs> it's Worms impossible to be human. I have no expectations of you, Amy, whatsoever. whatsoever. That makes me feel, just be nice, people. Just really be nice about to myself. each other, please. <laughs> please. But when you come and teach the children Sunday morning, you have to be here 15 minutes early. That is an expectation I have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, Which is I, an attainable one. So attainable. That's good. It's attainable. Yeah. I think more what I'm saying is like, um, I say like a lot. I need to stop that. Anyway. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> is more if our relationship with the Lord needs to be intact. And it needs and to be in the friendship too. And functional for us to be able to navigate friendships well as believers otherwise we put too much weight on things we shouldn't mm-hmm. and we allow things to happen that we probably shouldn't Are do, you, we, do you feel like the the friendships you have where you're you're able to share god with them and have com- conversations with them are they closer than the ones that you're oh absolutely those are all my depth ones yes for yeah, sure. absolutely yes because my friends that cuss no we have very surface conversations. And I'm fine with that. And they're funny. They're funny and they're fun. And we do, you know, solve the world's problems from motherhood and dealing with boys and junior high and all that. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, very rarely do we ever go deeper than that. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. So then but if we're to move, like, through this conversation about friendship, what is what do we feel like are biblical, like, examples of friendship? Uh, mm. Job's, Job and his friends. Oh, good. We're going bad examples first. Well, you Job, like his friends who said, hey, you couldn't have really been blessed by God because well, look, first, he abandoned you. first they came to mourn with him. Right, at the beginning. First they dropped everything to come mourn with him. And then, yeah, they did say, what did you do to bring this upon yourself? Yeah. Because they're human. God's abandoned you. Because they're human. Mm-hmm. But first, before that, they came and dropped everything and sat with him and talked with him. Oh, and you're, so and you're taking the optimistic view of like taking the optimistic view. And I'm like, oh, well, man, kind of really they... the human side of it, too, because she keeps, I love it, because Debbie and I would say that, oh, yeah, the, his friends are horrible because of what he's done. That's but right. she's actually saying, no, they're the trying. The better thing they than to say, like, no, actually, they're human. Yeah. Like, that's what any human would do, mm-hmm. especially during that time, which is a, I've never thought about it that way. I, I love that. I think that's a great I mean, okay. Your wife died, and then all of this stuff is happening. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, and what? back in the time, that's what—that's exactly what a human, right. a normal person would go yeah. and ask. And that was what old sin school. is in your life. And that was how God blessed. Yeah. And that was how God blessed people in the Old Testament and cursed was, them and too. cursed them by taking these away. So there was a human reaction to this. Is the way I've always seen this done by but God. Don't you think that so, Job forgave them for that? Oh, I do. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he, because he, because he, he was Job. He yeah. could turn around and say, you know, if. If I didn't know what was going on, and I, you know, I would have thought the same thing. And those friends were not where the lesson of that was, right? It, the really, it was Job's relationship with the Lord, which is what right. we're talking about needing to be intact, even to be a really good friend, because In the God is, God. yes, God is saying, "Hey, Satan, doesn't matter what you do to Job, he's going to look first and foremost to me. Everything else will fall away. You, you can do I whatever admit. you want, but you cannot kill him. Exactly, and yeah. and that's what happened, and it, so that's." That's true. That's a good... Um, I like that take. Yeah, I've never really yeah. thought about it that way, and I think that's refreshing you know, for sure. Welcome. Yes. Right, drop the mic now. <laughs> we're so done. Good. It's we're clamped done. to the table, so, so I Well, can't. we're just not going for it. I also think of the relationship that Jesus had with his disciples. Yeah. And how each disciple was different, mm-hmm. how he loved them all equally well. Um, he washed their feet. He had conversation with them. He broke bread numerous mm-hmm. times, um, but he just lived life with them. 
and there was really very little. It was just it was just a comfortableness, right? Uh-huh. And granted, he's there to teach them and grow them so that they can go and then disperse the word. The word, but there's just a loving, nice kindness to Jesus when he's dealing with his disciples that ask stupid questions, doubt that it. do stupid, that doubt, that betray him. But he's still like, I'm still gonna be your friend. Like we're still gonna walk together. Versus mm-hmm. being a god to them and You're ruling over them and judging them. Yeah, he was just their friend. And we even only see a smidgen of their relationships. Like a it's smidgen. Very small. He's Three with years them of his life. Every day, yes. traveling, walking. Yes. Like the yeah. amount of conversation and dialogue and life that would have been done in their time together is pretty amazing. If we think, and he knew he was going to be betrayed by one of them, and yet he spent time with them anyway. Yeah. So Debbie, what's yours? So. What's your example of biblical friendship? Probably David and Jonathan for sure. Naomi and Ruth. You know, where, where you, go, you go, I'll go. I'll go. Man, I, I, I do felt respond that. to group texts like that where they'll be like, where are we going for lunch? And I'll put, where you go, I'll That's go. Great. Like, I don't care. Just wherever y'all go. Just them. drag me along. She called me Salt's wife the other day because I was looking back. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm still laughing. She goes, hey, Salt's wife, we're not looking to the past. So freaking funny. Because <laughs> I was just reading about it. You're going so... to turn into yeah, a, a pillar of salt, salt as we uh-huh. speak. Salt's right wife. Lot's wife. <laughs> I was like, wait, she keeps on saying salt. Lot's wife. Who turns to a okay. pillar of salt. We got that. That's okay. That's we knew. That was can, you, can you fix we that? Knew. I'll, I'll Actually, no, that's it probably good. sounds better. Because everybody's listening going, Salt's wife. Who the heck is she talking about? She's talking about Lot's wife. Lot's She turned Leaving into a pillar of salt. Sodom and yeah. She turned into a pillar of salt. Mm. Um, I'm glad we can make that connection for you. That's a good story, by the way. That's a great story. Friends, let's go back to friendship. So, love. What about the element of love in friendship? Godly love, biblical love. And I think we should end on that probably. Um, I think for your closest friendships, you have to have that biblical love mm-hmm. for each other. What does that mean, though? So Forgiving. You, you, yes. you forgive them. So like forgiveness has us. to be a part of it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But how can you, for, can you forgive somebody that you don't really particularly like or love? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you feel like... <laughs> I don't feel like you feel like... I, it doesn't seem like there would be that much to feel like you need to forgive if you don't even care about them that much in the first place. Yeah. The reason why you feel like you need to forget a lot to forgive someone is because they've hurt you and you've given them the power to hurt you in the first place, which means you love you love and care for them. You know? Right. I did have a volleyball parent that hurt me brutally. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, like we spent four years together and just nasty towards the end. And I was hurt, and hurt in a way that I was like, I have never been hurt like this. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn to forgive without even them knowing that they had they they had hurt me. That's oh, yeah. and that was hard because every once in a while their car would like pull up in the parking lot, and I, my stomach would just boil. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nope, I am working on forgiving them right now, and they don't even know it. Yeah. And they probably took a full year, to where I was like, Okay, I feel good about them now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to the point where they can pull up now, and it's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. There's a um, quote and a little. Um, thing I have here on Christian Friendship on Table Talk, and it says, so many of our friendship issues arise because we think people should respond as God does, or we assume that God responds mm-hmm. to us as imperfect people do. When we attempt to find our security and value solely in human friendship, we become idolaters. Oh. It's like Jeremiah 2.13, for my people have committed two evils, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken sisters that can hold no water, because we're going to those friendships for what God should be providing, Right. So one way we can know that our friendships are centered in Christ then is that we are consistently enjoying the friendship of God. So, And God's a great friend. He is. 
Mm-hmm. And we don't think of him as a friend as often, I think, as we probably should. Um, we think of him as a father. We think of him as an authority figure. A discipliner. Yes, yeah, someone who disciplines us because he loves us. You hear that a lot. Um, we don't always focus on the friendship of God, like the Jesus and John. Because that would entail that we would need to be walking with him daily because that's what friends do. That's true. And so Mm -hmm. until you can get the point, you're walking with the Lord daily. And he's with you in the quiet, and he's with you in the storm, and he's with you when it's going one way or another, and he's just walking with you, and you're walking with him, then you view him as a friend. But until you get that point, yeah, you can't see him as a friend at all. And it's just another level of God's character and who he is. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. So, um... Like in closing, this has been kind of a funny all-over conversation. It has. These are the best. These make me happy. Yes. Um, So if someone is um, lonely right now, ladies, if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I feel like I don't have those friendships that you guys are talking about, Mm -hmm. um, what would a suggestion be? Say, I'm lonely. I'm wanting some female friendships. Female, you know, someone to sit down and vent to like we talked about talk to, share, walk with, what would your suggestion be? Be be vulnerable to somebody, maybe, because I've already said I'm so good at it. <laughs> but um, I was thinking of pointing that out, but you did it yourself. Yeah, you I'm do great it so at well. calling we do myself it so out. Well. I'm great at calling myself out. I, I guess uh, let your guard down. Um because you have to start somewhere, right? You have to start so somewhere. Let nervous your, for them just hearing you say that. Let your let your guard down, and that can be a baby step. Just like being at a kids volleyball game and you see the same mom every week and you've never had a conversation with her, just strike up a conversation. Compliment her shoes, you know. Start small. Start small, and then move on from there. Don't look at her and go, "Did I tell you my dog died?" Yeah, like maybe, don't do that. maybe don't not do that. Maybe you know, or small. tell her a health issue. Just compliment her shoes. See mm-hmm. how's her week been? Mm-hmm. You know, strike a conversation. Yeah, because I do think that all women want a friend or to be a friend, and so it just takes one person to initiate it and just be the initiator. Mm-hmm. And if it totally stresses you out with the idea of this, I would say pray about it and ask the Lord for a person or insight. Mm-hmm. But and encourage, ask him for courage, because he'll he will equip you with something that you never thought you would ever do, and you can look back and be like, the only reason that happened is because God. Because you can go home and you're gonna tell somebody, you're gonna tell sister, you're gonna tell a uh, uh, husband, you're gonna tell mom, dad, oh my gosh, I met a new friend, and they're gonna be like, what? That is not in your character, and you're like, I know, that's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Super proud of myself. Or the Lord. Or the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to give myself credit. But you should. Fine. I'm giving you a hard time. You totally should. <laughs> Debbie, what do you think? <laughs> oh, you guys make me giggle. It's so fun. Um, I love it. Um, I, I agree with everything y'all are saying. I think starting small, um, but having the courage. And it, I'm with Christy, too. Like it makes, it makes me nervous for someone considering doing that now because I do think when you're lonely and you're sad because you feel like you don't have those friendships, there's such hope in the possibilities. Oh, yes, there is. And then you start trying, and if it doesn't work out to where you find a friend, you start getting hurt, and you think... What's wrong with me? Yes, and I'll never find one. I'm mm-hmm. going to stop. Mm-hmm. So I guess my encouragement would be don't. Mm-hmm. Don't stop reaching out. Don't stop. I mean, go to Bible studies. Go to places where you can find... Um, 
other women that you can talk to and, you know, kids games and all these things where you have commonalities, you know. And I think, too, also, this is a whole other layer, but I think what is difficult a little bit is in such a competitive time, I've noticed it being hard, like, if your kid's not good at the sport you're playing, too, and these other... Oh, that's so hard. These other yep. mom's kids are really good. Oh, yeah. You, you feel uh-uh. very intimidated by that. And yeah. so if that is another intimidating, you're not going to make overtures to that because you feel so like... So much pressure. There is just a lot of pressure. I would almost so, say if that's the case, don't even talk to those moms. Mm. Wait till you can find a kid where your kid's at the same level as the other kids on the team. Because it won't last long. so hard? I mean, that's just... Because you're, it's, it's, you're going to switch teams, you're going to move teams. Yeah. Do you want a play date with that kid, though, that's really good so your kid can kind of pick up? and? You would think so. It, I love that. That is a very natural thought. But it's an optimistic thought. Yeah. And you as a mother are thinking, yeah, that'd be fine. But the other mother is like, probably, no, I don't know. I mean, you... And it depends no. on if your kids get along and... But um, I, there's the idea, too. If you have little kids at the park, yeah. you're at the park. Yeah. And it's safe. It's outside. You don't have to worry about COVID in a sense. You're at the park. Talk, talk to other humans. Mm-hmm. Get off your phone. Look up. Well, look and That's see. That's the other how, issue. Watch kids make phone. friends on the playground. They just walk up and start talking to Oh, my gosh. To my kids were the best at that. Creighton yeah, was great at too. that. Yeah. He's still great at the basketball courts. Yeah. He'll walk up to 18-year-old boys and be like, can I play? Mm-hmm. They're like, seriously? <laughs> That's great. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, good for you. But just don't say the yeah, words they so say. Yeah, and so I think in the yeah. end, then, what we're saying is, you know, you have to start somewhere. You do. Don't stop trying. Compliment their shoes. Be kind of intentional. And then also, as a believer... Um, we're saying God has a friendship that's irreplaceable, that is different than people. Um, and getting in the word is how he speaks to you. Well, so you that's know what? necessary. To that point, that's gonna what's gonna make you whole and that's gonna make you a better friend. Yeah. Totally. So really you should start there. Yeah. And <laughs> pray be through because the word is how he speaks to us and Prayer is how we speak to God, right? Yeah. So it is important to have that two way conversation. Yeah. So doing that, having that two way conversation with our friend. Starting mm-hmm. there and then saying, I'm going to be intentional now about creating friendships and relationships here on earth. Yeah, because you don't want that. You're not going to make a friend to fill a bucket. Your bucket yes. should be full. Your cistern should be there yes. with the Lord. Yes. So then you'll find friends easier and you're probably more confident in having those conversations because your bucket is full. And then you're going, maybe I'm not finding friendship just to fill a hole in my own life. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm now looking for friendship to help someone else mm-hmm. as well. So it's a whole it's different a It's another way of looking change. at it. Yeah. Well, this was fun, ladies. This was a conversation, and I hope everyone has a wonderful February and, um, you know, our February Friendship Month, whatever we're considering. Just, just say it. It's Valentine's it's Day. Valentine's. It's Love Month. It's the over-commercialized holiday of it the year. It is. I'm not a fan because of that, but, hey, you know, my husband and I say it is Valentine's Day every day. No, we don't say that. I'm being cheesy, but... <laughs> <laughs> We do say, say really? invented. We do say that's invented, and it's silly. It we have enough holidays to mark without yep. creating more. Don't even think about going out to eat because it's not going to happen. Everything is going to be. It's awful. like Mother's Day. Like I, mm-hmm. my husband used to always be like when the kids, "Where do you want to go eat from?" I'm like, I don't. On Mother's Day, I do don't. not want to go out to eat. Mm-mm. Is well, when everybody's out to eat for a reason? It's terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we pick another day? Take me out another day. Mm-hmm. I just want to go home, rest with my family, and we'd have our family. Or anyway, Valentine's Day to me is the same thing. No, let's go yeah. out on the 15th. <laughs> exactly. All right, ladies. Okay, everybody. So thanks for listening. Um, until next time, though, this is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Bye.